Hello guys and welcome to episode 17 of the Blue Co Project podcast. It's your host Matt back for another podcast and I'm joined by the usual of Jesters and Carlito. Guys, how you doing? Maddie, that was seamless. That was seamless. I bet you just gave yourself your own high five. A little, little fist bump to yourself. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Episode 17, huh? Wow. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm okay. I, I'm, I'm extremely irritated, actually. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not okay. I'm extremely irritated. We're going to get into it, but fuck, man. It, the people that follow this team and the people that comment on this team and write about this team and pundit about this team, they are all about accountability for the people that they don't like. And for the people that they do, mum's the word. They don't expect anything when the player or the manager or the situation is a mess. Only for people that they like. But if you don't like somebody, oh, that accountability threshold. Oh, man. So it's, it's, it's rules for certain people, but not for others. I find that to be incredibly inconsistent. But then again, the human race in and of itself is naturally inconsistent because to be consistent is to hold yourself accountable. And people don't like doing that. But I am hot today. I'm a hot tamale. I am vexed. I am irritated. You can use any similar word to me just being very annoyed and I'm going to speak on it in a minute but for now just know that that is my mindset going into this episode I am irritated I feel like Carlito's if, if any if any younger people have watched this film Scott Pilgrim against the world Carlito mm. is just against everyone because no no one is on Carlito's side right now probably. no one I'm no a, one. I am I'm an army of one the one man band but the band will play on. Yeah. I mean, Jester's certainly is not on your side. I can no. assume. Well, uh, that, that, is not, that is actually not an accurate statement. <laughs> Jester's is on Jester's side. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's about as America of an answer as you're going to get. That is America in a nutshell. I am all for holding players responsible for their actions on the pitch. I am... And the number one proponent of uh, taking responsibility for your actions. Okay? I ain't letting nobody off the hook. That's great. Including that fraud sitting on the touchline doing absolutely nothing but earning a paycheck for, for, for having us 11th because he couldn't manage ants to a picnic. We'll, we'll talk about that dude, too. I'm sure. But I'm just annoyed as, as, as my good friend, my brother, crossed the way. I, I just, you know, my anger is because I know there's talent in this team. I've seen these players on different teams that show me they have talent. I've watched these each one of these players that we brought in, I've watched play for other teams. I know what they're about. and. We have a coach, not a manager. This dude is a cone man. He does not know how to manage a squad. And you can tell because there's only been one season that he's earned, he's averaged two points per game. So he's a coach, not a manager. 
the managers out there, we all talk about the Peps, the Klops, the Mourinho's, the Ancelotti's, they all average around two points or more per, per, per match per year or overall in their career they have because they can manage a squad. They can manage a match. This guy can't manage anything. He can't manage mustard on a hot dog. Nada. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll talk about Poch in a little bit um, because obviously that is the big discussion. Uh, And I, I guess all of us are in a little bit of a different opinion on it, which is always good to see, because at the moment it seems like everyone's in one way only. Um, but let, let, let's let's get into the game. I mean, 2-2, Brentford. I mean, one thing I will say is I feel like we've lost to Brentford every for the last five games, so at least we haven't lost, although we potentially should have, really. Um, but first half, guys, it seemed all good. Not perfect, but... We seemed to be in control of the game. Brentford seemed to struggle. Um, we didn't, well, apart from the Jacks, we, we, we scored the goal, which got us into half time, but it all seemed quite well in the first half. Do you guys agree? We were utilizing the 3 5 2 pretty well, actually. Um, you know, with, with the 3 5 2, you need a setup man and a scorer. And then obviously, you know, you need your wing backs. And God damn, if, if Gusto is not one of the best to do it, especially in that formation. And then you got Palmer, who's a great setup man, Jackson. It seemed like if we were really going to switch up our formation, which we did, it you had to do it with players like that. You had to do it with players like Palmer, Jackson, Gusto, um, Chilwell, who loves to get forward. So I, 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 I appreciated the personnel, especially the front four, that he utilized if we were really going to switch something up. Which, by the way, people said last week, Pochettino was incapable of doing. Incapable of switching it up. Incapable of trying something different. Incapable because he's so stubborn and stuck in his ways, you know, and, 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 and lacks malleability, that he couldn't do it. Fuck off. He did do it. Clearly. Clearly. And in the first half, he had a plan. And we were, for the most part, executing that plan. I thought we played well in the first half. I liked the things that we were doing. I liked that the personnel fit the formation and vice versa. The formation fit the personnel. You know, sometimes you could you see coaches and they'll, they'll force a formation or a system on a team that doesn't have the players for it. And they'll do it because it's some fashionable thing that Pep Guardiola did the other week. So this manager will be like, oh, well, we're going to try that too. No, 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 no. You, you, have, to, you have to work within the confines of, of the people that you have. And it did look good, first on paper and then in the first half. And I, did, I appreciated the switch up because I don't think Brentford saw it coming. And people were saying, oh, we're allowing Brentford to dictate uh, what we're doing. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Sometimes you do that. Sometimes if they're going to go three five two, you want to match them. Okay, you want to match them, and then you just believe that your players are better than theirs, which they are. Okay, it's, there's no shame the way that the, the announcers intimated in it that we were allowing them to dictate our style of play. Guess what, dude? That happens all the time. All the time. It's not a shameful thing. It's being smart. What, you too cool to switch up your tactics? Dude, you're an idiot if you don't. 
If you feel as though you can get away with it, if you feel as though your team can handle it, why not switch up tactics sometimes? Certain matchups benefit other teams, even if that team uh, on paper is worse than the opponent that they're playing. Sometimes you have a team's number. We have Man City's number. They have to switch up the way they play against us. Okay, so we decided to do it against Brentford. They have a great striker. They have a great system. They haven't been winning, but traditionally over the last three or four years, they have been decent. And besides the one game where we beat them under Tuchel, they had our number. So we did have to switch something up. Because Brentford, again, aside from the one really, really shaky game against them, I bet you guys all remember this. This is the beginning of the uh, Tuchel's second season. And we won, but Brentford had like 15 chances in the last 10 minutes, and Mendy had a worldie. Okay? They've had our number. It was good on post to switch it up. And in the first half, it looked good. Yeah, I mean, just as what, what do you think? Well, I don't know who you were talking to, but Poch has played a, a 3-4-3, for lack of a better, we're not going to get it into semantics, at, at Tottenham. I think that's what they played when they were playing good was the 3-4-3. So those, the, he's played that formation. So I don't know who you were talking to, but that person probably needs to not talk about football anymore. Yeah, I mean, every every manager has played uh, yeah. uh, certain iterations of every formation, of course. Sure. I mean, that's it, just it, the it, nature of the beast. Right. It, but, but but again, here, here's my nitpicky picky management. We know that we have dead legs in the midfield for the, sick, the three games in six days or whatever it was. Yeah. Okay. Why do you need to start Connor Gallagher with Enzo and with Caicedo? There only needs to be two of those three on the pitch at any given time because you have somebody like a Cassidy or even, hey, Carney. the dude who scored. No, Carney's hurt. Oh, my bad. But even then, you have Mudrick who played. You have Mudrick who did, who did do something, and now you're putting him on the bench. Yeah, that, Not I mean, that I'm a big Mudrick fan because. In, in yeah. terms of Mudrick has played for once. He's actually took his chance this season quite well when he's come on and played in a different position to what we've seen him. So then I don't get why you've just got, I, I know he's played midweek, but he hasn't played much. So he can't be tired out of all the players. He should not be tired because he's not played that much. Um, so I don't see why he couldn't have played. I don't, I don't, especially when people keep going on about height in this team, I don't know why you didn't start Cassidy. I mean, not, yeah, you don't, you you don't necessarily you, start Cassidy yeah. defensively, but I don't. I think Cassidy's good enough on the ball to play an attacking midfield role. Um, yeah. And then you would have played a four-three. You would have played a three-four-one-two instead of a three-five-two. A little more attacking, but Cassidy gives you the height. Or again, you play a Mudrick there that can can do a lot of things in in the spaces. You know, you could you could have uh, Jackson drop deeper to to play in Mudrick. All sorts of combinations you can play out of that. But what it does allow is in the second half, when Enzo or Kaysay or whatever pairing you start in that midfield as the two deeper midfields, it does allow you to bring fresh legs off the bench in a Gallagher to replace one of them. And then you don't have everybody in the midfield with dead legs going into the last half of the game. See, that's to me, that that is the type of thing when I'm talking about coaching and managing actually getting in there and understanding hey okay i do want to play this way but what how can i tweak it so i get the best out of my players i think that Potts doesn't have that 
right? That's my thing. He doesn't have that little extra, little extra 5% that your Ancelotti's, your Peps, your Klops have where they understand how to fit their squads and utilize the players that they have at their disposal in a way that maybe a Pochettino and Arteta can't because they're not, they're more coaches than, than squad managers. That's just, that's, that is my nitpicky take on that. And I think that if he would have done that, maybe would have had more, more legs in the midfield toward the second half. And maybe we end up with a win instead of a draw. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm, I've never been a big fan of the back three um, in, in formations in general. I, I, I like Carlito. I, I just love, I, I love a four, two, three, one. Um, yeah, it's good. It's the best formation. And I get frustrated when we keep going back to it. Obviously one off games, it's fine. Um, um, and with this, with this fan base, it seems to be the thing of, Oh, we'll, we'll go back to the three at the back. Cause that's, that was working really well for us before. Um, and then when we got play a back three for a while, everyone's like, Oh no, let's go for a back four because it will, it will allow us to be more attacking, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, obviously fans can't make the mind up and that, that is fans. And I, I noticed the uh, criticism for Poch this time checked switch switch tack from the um he can't change he, he won't, he's not going to a back three he's not changing it to oh what we're so bad in the second half which to be fair looking at the stats we are really bad at second half which I'll get into in a little bit but I mean the back three was frustrating but I kind of understand it's matching Brentford I didn't understand I, I mean he didn't have a bad game but I didn't understand bringing Trevor Chalaber back into the fold. Huh. Bizarre. That was bizarre. Um, and then I get the midfield as well. It's just, I mean, you know, because Gallagher scored that winning goal. That's re- that's one of the reasons he's gone straight in. Um, but my, I, I think Madrid had a very good game against Leeds. I know Leeds and Brentford is different different quality, but it, it, it just this is how you build players' runs. Is they 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 have a good they had a, have a good game and you allow that to go on because now. Mudrick's confidence is not going to be as high because you've benched him again and not really played him. Um, but it, it is what it is. I, I've given up moaning about line, lineups because too many people do. And I guess everyone's going to have their different lineups. But I, I agree. I think we, we played reasonably well in the first half. I don't think we were by any means perfect. Um, Jackson missing, missing, well, not missing because he hit the target, but. I've, I've, I, my grandma could probably make a better shot than that, and, uh, than, than that, that shot. But it is what it is. Um, he, I, 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 I think Jackson, despite what people say, I think he's a great player. Um, he's a great player. And he's got a football. He has football IQ, which yeah. most players don't have, and what young fans don't understand. They understand stats and pace and power. They understand. This guy can pick out passes like the Sterling pass that yeah. I think was offsides goal. Exactly. There's, you, I, there's I, a I, handful of people on earth that can can see and make that path. Yeah, I, I said before, I said before, I can't remember who it was I said it to, but I think he's got either 10 or 11 goals this season and like yeah. three assists. Like, I can't remember anyone, but for, uh, the only person that got, that many, or eventually that many goals, because I, I think he will get 15 goals by the end of the season. The only one that got close to that since Costa was Tammy Abraham, but Tammy Abraham's link-up play was as shocking as a donkey. Um, whereas 
Nick Jackson's Jackson. is good. Jackson's got good. He's got his all-round game is quite good. And obviously, I get that he's he's missed chances. But as I challenged the person that was challenging, I said, "Name me a 22-year-old striker that is clinical, past slash present." Um, and I think he the the, the 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 closest he got to now was he said that um, Chikorito Hernandez when he was at Man United uh, was yeah. quite clinical at the time. But I was like, "You're going back over a decade to find." A young striker. Those clinical. are different ballers, too. Different generation yeah. of ballers, too. They they were more techie anyway. Wow. Well, so Tree so I, I, Dawson I, I, had a I, really good striker playing with him. I do think and, as as Jackson fine tunes, his 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 shooting, his clinicalness will get better. So, so now you can, you can. Oh, I get some feedback from somebody. Now you can retort with this. Um, did you watch Erling Holland today? And the miss he had from I, I, two I feet from I, the from the goal, he missed the entire goal and put it over. Okay, so I don't want to hear, oh Jackson is terrible, he can't finish. Early Holland missed point blank. I could have scored that. You could have scored that. Scored that. You know what? Messi kind of scored a goal like that the other day, and he's 85 years old. He just took it on his chest. This guy tried to use his his left left foot. And put it over the goal from two <laughs> feet. So I don't want to hear, oh, you know, so-and-so wouldn't miss that. Everybody shanks goals they should score from time to time. It's just the nature of the beast. Jackson so, is Jack- one of our better signings this year. Jackson, after the game yesterday, he says, no, it's not good enough. I missed too many opportunities. He's like, because the, the, the lady that asked him this question was like, by the way, for future reference, for anybody asking questions or interviewing people, don't lead them. Don't lead them in a way where you're asking them a question because you want a specific answer. The lady asked the question, aren't you pleased with your 11 goals? Because what she wants him to say is, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah real pleased, and we're going to work hard and work hard. I loved his answer because it was antithetical to what she was anticipating. He said, no, I'm not pleased. I should be scoring a lot more. I missed too many chances. It's not okay. It has to be better. That was his answer. He's like, I'm actually not pleased with this at all because I should have way more than 11 goals. And by the way, he should have 20 goals. He's missed a ton. But you know what? It's not the make that is the hard part. It's the creation of the opportunity that is the hard part. In order to create goals, so many things have to go right. From the initial pass, sequencing, combination play, runs, final run, final ball, then the opportunity. And the, yeah, fact, that he gets, the fact that he gets into those opportunities is the hard part. Yeah. Finishing is the easy part. The fact that he creates so many goal-scoring opportunities is what makes him a good player. And I don't necessarily think he will be our striker. No, I think it'll be uh, our wing. I'll I I would wing. I would happily put in, if you're getting 10, 11 goals from a winger, that's fun. That's that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. You don't, apart fantastic. from your Salas and etc., you don't get you don't get more goals from a winger like that. And if you so, can yeah. add a striker that's also getting 10, 11, even just 10, 11 goals on average for a striker, you're f- way further up the table than you are. I think. Yeah, I think Foden's got 11 goals. And he'll probably win Player of the Year. Yeah. I mean, Jack. Jack for, I don't. I don't remember a striker doing it as well. I mean, even. I mean, Costa again. Costa's probably the best. 
he's the only striker I can think of that's had the better first season. Even Drogba, Drogba wasn't out of yeah. this world. Didn't we first. win? Didn't we win the league that first season? With Costa. Yeah. Yeah, that was Mourinho's when he bought Costa. It was Mourinho, yeah. And well, that was a really, it was a really good team too, man. That was our, that was, that was for me our last great team. Yeah. Any of the other teams? No, no. Had. This was a better team than Conte's team. This was a better team. Well, I thought, I thought, the Con- well, I thought Conte's team was the last good team. <laughs> really no, good even team. Now, I think with Conte, I think should we, if we had European football with that team, I don't think we would have won the league. No. Um, well, we don't have U- European football this year. Well, yes, different. That, 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 I mean, I mean, this team, dude, dude, Liverpool and United and Tottenham, those were, those teams were (laughs) really, really bad at this time in 2014. (laughs) I mean, it was, you talk about transitional periods. Holy cow. You had had Darren Fletcher not being able to get minutes because he had the poops. I mean, it was, it was a time, man. It was certainly a time. You got David Moyes being the, the United manager, wild stuff. But yeah, I, I think I think we've, I think we do underestimate how many sign-ins we've made that are actually quite good. They're just individually. Oh. I think it all needs to click together a little bit better. But yeah. um, and just as might might make the point of this that the manager might help that click. But um, we we Let me just point out about this money thing. You you know why it's such a big meme and why other fan bases bring it up all the time is because they're jealous that their owners can't do that. They're jealous is why they keep bringing it up because all the players we bought, 90% of them wanted them. Look at the Lavia, the, the Enzo, the Caicedo. Everybody you talked to beforehand this summer would have wanted every single one of those midfielders. And I do think that inside there is a point of I do think there's certain people that will be, I don't think scared is the right word, but apprehensive that when this does work. Oh, it will. It will, it, it will work very well. I mean, people that, can, are, Matt, people that are football literate know that this is eventually going to work. And hold on. And the flip side to this, the two we didn't get that people were calling for and saying really early in the year, see, I told you, Ugarte and Amrabat. Oh, garbage. Oh, garbage. did you see him today? Garbage. He had like two touches the whole half, and both of them were assists to go. <laughs> Whoa, he sucked. Yeah, and he, I think Ugarte's been benched. Yeah. At PSG. Yeah, that one, I think he'll eventually come good, but Amrabat, uh, he should have come in and been considerably better. Also, Casemiro looks 50 years old. That's another one people wanted us to buy. He's played way too much football to be in England right now in his career. Way too much. Those knees are those yeah, knees are today, biscuits. But he can't I don't, do I don't think it helps that, that the position he's in, he's effectively having to carry that at United. Because oh, yeah. no Him and Varane carried that team today. Yeah, and they still got smoked. Um, all right. Let's, I, I want to talk about something. Account of, oh, by the way, yeah, Jared, yeah, the, the billion-dollar bottle, whatever. Thank, yeah, hey, Gary Neville, I know your fucking producer wrote that for you early in the week, slipped that to you underneath your desk and said, hey, when it, when it's the right time, make sure you say blue billion-dollar bottle jobs because it'll go viral. That shit was not natural. 
you are not that clever. You're kind of a dickhead, actually. So sorry, I'm not giving you that credit. You didn't write that. That was not off the cuff. That was premeditated and given to you by one of your producers. Dickhead. Dickhead. Um, Jared, we did not spend a billion dollars. We simply did not spend a billion. But because it's such an outlandish number, it will be used against us until we win something. So that is just how it's going to be. As factually incorrect as it is, they don't care. They don't care because they love the way it sounds. That's it. They love the way it sounds. Net spend wasn't even close to that. Because look at all the players we we sold. And also look at all the players that left on a free. Like, dude, we had to spend money. Period. But we could. We could spend the money. That's it. Because we were funded. I, I put that tweet out there about how much we spent. Yeah. But I also put out the tweet of, I think the last four years under Roman and what was spent like 750 million pounds. And there wasn't a handful of players that you would actually want on this team now. Yeah. And that's what we were dealing with. Yeah. But Jared, it's, it's, they don't want to understand. They just love the way it sounds. Yeah. Oh, look at these. Oh, they spent a billion. It's a billion dollar team. Guess what Man City's team is? It's like 1.7 billion. But they don't talk about it because Man City is one and they can't say shit. Okay, and that is the nature of competition. That is the nature of winning. Is that winning is uh, a cure-all. Winning is like, you know, rubbing alcohol. It wipes it all away. All away. All the D- all the bad DNA, all the blood, sweat, and tears. You win, it wipes it all away. You'll, you'll like this one. It's, it's, it's like a uh, bleach bit to your server. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, Matt, I want to talk about accountability. I want to talk about accountability. Far away. Far away. I want to talk about how certain people have certain aspects of accountability for certain players, but not for others. They expect the manager to always be held accountable, but they don't hold accountable the players. Perfect example, DeSassi. What are you doing? What are you doing in that situation? How does that even happen? The ball is clearly there for you to just step, win, clear it out, all good. And you let one of their forwards run onto a ball in the six and tap it in? What are you doing? How does that even happen? And this is this is the second high-profile mistake leading to a goal within four days from you. My man, I'm rooting for you. I want you to do well. I like your passion. I like how physical you are. This cannot happen. They, he needs to be held accountable. Trevor Chalaba, backside run, second goal against lead, completely loses his man. That cannot happen. And that has absolutely fuck all to do with any team talks or instructions from the goddamn manager. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with a player losing focus. Individual player. And I'm not talking about a 15-year-old here. I'm talking about a goddamn millionaire professional that gets paid more than a week than most people in the UK make in in a year. Sometimes triple quadruple quintuple that in a week 
There is no sympathy for you losing that type of simple focus and to not do your job. That is not on the manager. That is not on some halftime team talk. That is on the fucking player. But goddamn, people in the UK do not want to criticize labor. Oh, no, 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 no. You are not part of the proletariat if you ever criticize labor. No, it's always going to be management fault. Always going to be leadership error instead of the fucking player. And it drives me insane because it is so disingenuous. It is such bullshit that you have an incapability of blaming the player for an individual player mistake. So what do you do? You do the lazy thing. You do the easy thing. You do the convenient thing. Oh, it's on the manager. Ah, it's on the manager. Trevor Chalaba falls asleep on a backside run. Oh, it's on the manager. DeSassi can't clear a ball. Oh, it's on the manager. DeSassi on a goal kick passes it to Gaiseta, who's marked by three people. Stripped goal. Oh, that's on the manager. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? That is on the millionaire making millions a year. There's nothing proletariat about these players. There's nothing middle class about these players. And yet you treat them like they are. It's embarrassing. Thank God I'm an American. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fire back and say that, they, that there is plenty of American player, people that don't criticize players either. It's not just a British thing. I, uh, I understand where you're coming from, and I get it. But. Jared, Jared, in the NFL and the NBA, the players get hammered. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, they, they do. yeah in, your, in, in the American sports, maybe, but in terms of Americans watching Chelsea, American Chelsea fans... They still don't criticize players. Oh, they, they don't want to say anything because they'll get criticized just for being American. Well, that, 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 have, have, have a fucking backbone then. Hey, uh, I don't. Hey, hey, hey. I speak for myself and for the trees. I don't speak for those weak minded individuals. So I think that uh, we get caught up in it. It has to be either or. I think that, yes, the players in those moments, they have to be better because that's your responsibility. You're the player. Right, everybody has to take responsibility for their actions or lack thereof. So yes, in the moments that the players make bad plays, you got to call them out. Doesn't matter if it's your favorite player or who it is. If especially, I mean, you would think if it's your favorite player, you should be harder on them than easier. It used to be back, uh, you know, when I was growing up, if your player, your your guy. That, that you championed on a certain team didn't play well, you were hard on that player because, hey, you're making me look bad because I'm championing you out here. But now it's, let's go easy on them because, oh, poor you. But I think that's more of the mentality of the people that are saying it, you know, as an age group then, uh, or, you know, whatever they've gone through in life than than the natural reality. The, 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 the fact of the matter is um, that DeSassi is a great athlete. I think he's probably a better athlete than a footballer, as in, you know, he doesn't have that, for lack of a better term, Tiago Silva. 
He doesn't have that, oh, I know where the ball is going to be, and I'm there. Even though I'm slower than you, I'm going to be there because I recognize where it's going to be and where I should be. He doesn't have that yet. Um, And unfortunately, there's no other players we can play because they're all injured. Um, As far as all the other players, look, you can go through each and every one of those players and you can break each and every one of them down and hold them responsible for their mistakes, and you should do. So, uh, yes, I don't want Potcher, but I never wanted Potcher. I always thought or knew what he was not good enough. So that has nothing to do with I don't want to hold players responsible. I, I think I'm pretty dang harsh on some of the players, especially if I don't like them. Oh, they're getting cooked every week. Um, but now I don't think there's a whole lot of players that can that can every game, game in, game out through the entire 90 can can walk off and go, you know what? It was on somebody else. It wasn't on me today. I think you can go through and find something that they're, you know, whether it's football IQ, whether it's a lack of athleticism in certain situations, but you you know, that's on you as an, as a football player to understand what you need to do in the situations and and how you got there. And don't put your put yourself back in that similar situation when you recognize it. But we do that over and over and over again. You know, it's the players that can't hold on to the ball and clear a ball properly. That's 100 percent on the players. Yes. So. They 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 should be getting similar stick. But no, that, that, that's not going to keep that's not going to keep me from calling out what I think is a poor man, a poor uh, coach, because I don't think he's a manager at all. OK, OK. So but I'm I, I'm I'm asking fans, pundits and journalists to be more critical of the players and they won't do it, especially yeah. in England. They won't it, do it, it. it. It will never happen because whether, whether it's content creators, they know that. Access, and access. It's it, it access and whatever. Pundits, again, the same thing. These players are probably their friends. Um, they like to talk to these players. Well, and, and, and the simple fact is, uh, unfortunately, it, it's easy to get rid of a manager than it is to get rid of players. Obviously, there are play, there are people like Graham Soonis who will have agendas on particular players. Um, whether he's been proved right or not, ultimately, of a certain player is another question, but that's outside of... Uh, Chelsea so we won't talk about that much but it's always been gravitated most fan bases are exactly the same you look at United everyone's blaming Ten Hag straight away um, did he did he did he do something wrong today by the way I watched that game there were a couple individual errors but I thought United was decent no well, I, I, his subs were terrible I, I mean with Ten Hag I look at it and go well you, you've had the same results for every manager you've had um, oh, I, I mean, Mourinho should never have been sacked from United because it, it is the players. But unfortunately, it's the same old cycle of. Yeah, but he, but he, he also, as, he as, also as, brought as, in some players. As, as, as these he brought in a Rombot. I don't agree with a Rombot, but, yeah, but he brought uh, Anthony as, too, as, who's garbage. As 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 this um, ownership has shown, it costs a lot, hell of a lot more money to get rid of a player, get rid of a bunch of players, than it is to get rid of a manager. And that is always is the cycle will always continue to be like that. Um, uh, Matt, I it, think I think there's one player that if you got rid of, it would dramatically change the team. 
you can't. No, but you you can't. I I don't. I've always said I I I get slagged off for this every single time I say it. I don't think we're that far off. I think you've got good. You you. I mean, I'll, I'll go from back to front. You've got a good goalkeeper in Petrovic. I don't oh, think yeah. there's a need to go into the goalkeeper market at all. Um, I think Sanchez. I don't mind as a backup. Um, at all, backups are backups. Um, you don't spend. A, well, if he wants to leave and we get another backup, fine. But oh. it is. It is what it is. Left back, you need you need someone behind Chilwell because I don't trust Cucurella. Um, as, I, as as we've always said. I would get Anthony Robertson in that position. I think centre backs. I think between Baddy Shilo, Dasasi, Carl Will, and I think you need one more. I would get. A, I would target someone that's a bit taller as well, uh, preferably for that position. But whoever you get, you ever get. Probably need one more centre back eventually. Right back. I think with James and Gusto, as long as James gets back, as we said, he's fine. Midfield. I would swap. I would get rid of Gallagher straight away, um, and I think that's the player you 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 guys would want to get rid of as well. Um, yeah, because because we, he can no longer play him. That's it. My, if we get rid of him, my, he can no longer I'm, play him. And my replacement straight away would be Amadou Onana, who is someone that is your destroyer in the midfield, which I think is the only thing we lack in that midfield. That's good. Um, uh, I I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't buy any more sixes. Well, we you got, you got to remember we do have another guy. Right. We have uh, we have Lavi in that position, and you have uh, Andre Santos that can play that position. You got you Leslie Ugachukwu. Whole... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I I I I would I would go for one more, but it, I, whether it's yeah. necessary. You want you want to know the one person you need to go for in that position, and I got stick for it this summer, and I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out an English midfielder that plays as a six, kind of six to eight. With three names. Anybody want to guess? James no. Ward Prowse. Oh, no. Like that. No, no. <laughs> James Ward Prowse. Why? Because he's a bench player who can play as a six. And when you need him on a free kick, that's all I'm saying. You've got to have tools in the toolbox. And somebody who would do a yeah, job. I, I, yeah, but I, I, I think when Rhys James, Rhys James is quite good at free kicks when he comes. Yeah. Up. I don't think we need someone who's a specific free okay. kick. Okay. Well, yeah. they, so, they've been talking about I mean, it all year, but. I, hey, look, look, uh, Jared, I will do this though. I would take his teammate, a Mexican by the name of Edson oh, Alvarez. God's God. sake. Uh, yeah, I would him. even take the left-footed fraud from Aston Villa. But anyway, I mean, what's his name? Obviously, the the main is we need a striker. Simple yeah. as. I mean, I'll, once you get I'll a striker, I'm watching one of the two we might buy right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you've got and, and then and then look at the wingers. You've got Jake, you've got Jackson and Cuckoo, Palmer, Carney. You, you've you've got a team there. Um, I I would get rid of Sterling. Do you get someone in the bit more experience in in that attacking role? I don't know, but. I don't think there's that much we need left. I think we just need to build around what we've got. Whether we need a manager to get the best out of some of these players in these positions is the big debate. Um, I wouldn't be against Poch going, but I don't want to be getting these 
hipster names that everyone's coming out with, whether it's Deserby or Amorin. Uh, Ruben or Mel Amorin. I did. I did a bit. I did a bit. I did some research into this guy because obviously everyone's talking about him and someone. I mean, the fact. I mean, for me, the fact that he's got a thirty million pound release clause and someone was like, "Oh no, that's fine. Just buy it's out." It's not Magic fine. That's not was, fine. I was. I was like, "Are you joking?" Unless even unless he is like pe- literally. If it was Pep Guardiola, hmm, I, I think about it a bit more. But Matt, Matt, no, his football is ridiculous. nothing like Pep Guardiola. His football is no, way so closer that, to Mourinho. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying he is Pep. But I'm saying even if that was Pep at Man City, you can get him for 30 million. <laughs> I still would. I still would question that. Um, but I even look, I, look, I looked at his tactics and watched his games to see what people were on about because everyone's going about his, his just tactico magnifico whatever. And I just look and go, these tactics are fine in the Portuguese league. But my God, we will be crying about the transition yeah. if he ever does that in the Premier League. We moan about Caicedo being left open now with what Amarim wants to do. And I think I was—I I did pop up with something. I was mentioning this to someone and then I saw, um, I think he's Euro expert. He's some ginger kid from England that sometimes he's spot he's on. Sometimes he's, he's, sometimes he's spot on. Sometimes they go, what? No, you're just that typical tactico. But he, he, he pointed exactly the same thing out. I was like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Someone else has pointed it out. But um, yeah, we had I, the guy. We had the got, guy we, that we should have brought we, in. We've got we to get. It. We've got to get. The, we've got to get the right guy. I don't want to just get any old manager um, in. Yeah, I think you guys are all going to be really disappointed in the summer when we don't fire him. I don't think well, he's going to be fired. I think you might be wrong. If he costs us a a, a, a huge uh, contract because he can't get us in Europe, he might be. I think that ADL tipped his hand and uh, basically just said this week that we are buying Osman, regardless of how shitty we've been. These guys. No, I'm not talking about that. Yeah, I'm talking about the Jumpman Twenty Three. Talking about the Jordan deal, I'm assuming. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, okay, fair enough. That's the thing. If we don't get Europe, I think Poch goes. If we get Europe, then I think Poch will be fine. That means yes. we need to win the FA Cup. Yeah. Or, well, uh, no, we need to win the FA Cup. Well, yeah. It's easier to win the FA Cup than to get fifth. Well, no, but you, I mean, you just we've got to try and do whatever we can, whether it's getting sick for. All I'm saying is it's, it's going to be easier because we're talking about a few games where you can play at, the, at your best than, what do we have left, 12, 13 games? We can't hold be consistent on. for 12, 13 hold games. Hold on, hold on. Who said that this Jordan deal was contingent on European qualification? Well, when they first come out, they mentioned that they prefer someone within Europe. Okay, so that's conjecture. That A lot of that is editorialization by the person that wrote the story. No, but... I, I think with, with a brand as big as Jordan, then then they're not. I, I think, especially if Chelsea look as instable as they are, I think they would like to have someone in Europe, or at least if we do get the Jordan deal, it won't be as much if we are not in Europe. Maybe well, for the first year. I mean, especially if Tot- if Tottenham do get Champions League, I know Tottenham, and I know we're talking about Tottenham, but Tottenham. Marketing-wise and brand-wise are doing much better than us. They are they are they are spanking us in that department, partially because we have a stadium that uh, 
he's like he's in my, my my shed and my back garden is bigger but um <laughs> uh, i don't i don't want to be rude with stanford bridge but we are mid-table in terms of stadiums in the Premier League, so maybe oh, our it's, level. It's mid-table. very old, Matt. It's very and I, old. And and we know we know who's the blame of this. Um, and it's got to the point where I'm even considering. I've even considered before. Do I fucking get a picture and a thing so I can just oh. break it down <laughs> the inside? I'll break it down the inside. Revolution. Oh, oh no. my God! They, they, they would so much rather hold on to tradition than to actually be financially viable. I swear to Christ, man. So, Here's a little dirty little secret, and Ryan will know about this too. If this ever went and got legislated or went and got went through the court system, the pitch owners would lose their ass. Oh, 100%. This was a handshake agreement. This is, this is total symbolic power. They don't have actual power. It is all symbolic. Um, the 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 amount of money they would be sued uh, by by Bluco would be uh, in the billions, and they don't have that kind of uh, money backing them because it, it's it would be about the name. They would sue the pitch owners, and they it would be all over with. So they just need to shut their mouths. Keep their little square trophy. Banger, Kamara, banger. Sorry. And and let this ownership group do what they need to do to take this club into this century. Because this is a 20th century stadium in the 21st century. Yeah. I'm sorry. Enough is enough. You don't know shit about running a football club or owning a football club or even anything about playing football. Yes, I know some of the ex-players are pitch are pitch owners. I'm talking about the rest of you motherfuckers who think you're them. Who think by association you're actually one of them. You're not. So how about you do what God gifted you with Two ears and one mouth. Why don't you shut that pie hole and open <laughs> those ears? Uh, I mean, it's it, you also have to look at the uh, uh, the economic benefits for not just the the cities of of London and and in particular Chelsea and Fulham, but but you know the economic incentives behind a bigger stadium, more financial viability. Um, you know, more jobs, really, really more jobs. Um, it, it's just something that the greater good for the economy of London, it would automatically be ruled in favor of Chelsea over the pitch owners. But not, not to push it. This is just, again, this was like a handshake agreement that w- it was made when when that town was a shithole. Like, I, dude, this it, it's just it, it it's not real. It's all symbolic. Same thing with Chelsea supporters trust. Every single time those dickheads write something to Chelsea, I'm sure Todd Bowley crumples it up, throws it in the toilet, and pisses on it. These guys have no power. They don't. It's all symbolic. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know how it works because, obviously, I, the only caveat I made to that would be 
I'm sure Roman would have tried to do this. Uh, I don't know how how if 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 it is at that easy to get sorted in the courts, I would then look at Roman Abramovich and go, well, "Why didn't you do this years ago?" I because. think he was he was planning on building uh, on top of the structure that they already had. I mean, well, we that, saw specs from this year. No, but, ago. no, but that, that, that I would re- reject that because there was plenty. There was two or three opportunities to move away that were rejected. Oh and yeah, okay. For example, the well, big well, one well, was I, they, I, were, I mean, they were looking to get the mega stadium at Battersea, where Battersea Power Station was. Um, and a little because, bit of truth because, because the owner, Chelsea pitch owners, rejected it, and then property developers put another bid in. It got accepted, and they weren't able to. Okay, let me, let me throw some truth at you. Mm. Roman would have never won anything because oh. the powers that be never wanted him there in the first place. Okay? As soon as they could ban him from the country, they banned him from the country. FFP was to stop Roman. Yeah. Okay? So they didn't want that dude there. And so they had they the courts would have held up for for the pitch owners, 100 percent. Why do you think they have balls? They knew that. This ain't Roman owning this club anymore. It's somebody that they want to do business in other ways with. Oh, it's a business friendly owner. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. This 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 is horizontal and this is vertically integrated. This is what people don't understand. You're talking about a consortium. Worth billions and billions of dollars. Yeah, it's one of the biggest private equity firms in the world, clearly. They, 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 people just don't have any idea or because they're young and they don't, some of them are young and some of them are just old and stupid. Uh, you know, wherever you fit in what category, I'm not putting you there. You put yourself there. Um, but you have to understand that this is how football is going to be with the salary cap coming. Which the, which the owners support because they that means they can get away with spending less money. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course. And, and you know you know you know how it's coming and why it's you know it's coming is because people like Real Madrid want a super league, and in their league all the money goes to the top of the league and nothing to the bottom. If you're a base, your salary cap in that league off with the twentieth or the yeah, I, I think they still have 20 teams up. Makes in that league off TV, they wouldn't be able to spend nothing. So um, everybody's going to support this in England. This is going to come in. And what if it's based on the proposed rules? Probably not. There's probably going to be some give and take to get the money higher. Um, but it is going to be what it's going to be. And so you're going you're gonna to have to have your farm system set up just like American sport. And how you're going to do that is you're going to buy smaller clubs in different countries to be your farm system. So when you're making transfer fees, there's small, small amount transfer fees and the contracts won't be huge. They'll be incentive based. That's where you're going. And that's why we started the way we did, cleared everything out and rebuilt. Because we're projecting how it's going to be five years from now. And you have to be you have to start now to get there in five years. You can't wait five years down, have this law passed, and they go, oh, I guess we need to change things now because then you're five years behind. 
Yeah, look, the way I look at it is just very pragmatically. It is super beneficial to the city to have this. And because these are business-friendly owners that want to, you know, work with England, they want to create, you know, long-term relationships, financial relationships, uh, this will just get pushed through because it's in the best interest of the city. It's in the best interest of the club, the league, uh, the economy around the stadium. Yeah, this is this is a no-brainer. What versus some antiquated handshake pseudo agreement? Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how it's going to end up. We'll have to wait and see for that because I think the stadium is not going to get talked about anytime soon. Because um, I don't, I, I think it's it's not the it's. I, I think if it did go to court, it. I, I, Money talks, um, oh, and whether course. whether it means Todd Bowley, Clear Lake have to pay some of these people off, because um, I I, th- I I think that will be a bit of a sticking point. Um, I think that it, money talks, unfortunately, in this game, uh, and anyone who doesn't think that is just naive. Um, yeah. Don't you remember that scene in the Aviator? Leo is is talking to his manager about. Getting some politicians, he says, I don't want politicians to be bribed. I want to do it the right way. I want them fucking bought. That's but what's going to happen. That's the thing. I, I think what I'll say to fans is don't be surprised. I mean, you've already got the, the dugout club or whatever it is that has been brought in that prices are already high in the stadium. Don't be surprised if these prices start getting hiked up because the owners need to make make revenue through gates one way or another. If you're not going to let them build more seats, well, they're just going to have to make more money out of them seats. And this is West London. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. God. Oh, fan protest, Matt. Carefree Ray and his six compatriots. They're they're going to oh. protest if those tickets become $25 instead of $20. Uh-oh. Well, yeah. 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 I mean... I, I mean, I, 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 I think these protests are silly. There's only, there's only one, there's only one protest, one subject that would get a meaningful protest, um, and that was the Super League, Super League, Super League. Um, and probably will be the Super League if it comes up again. Um, well, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> protesting is just stupid at this point because these owners ain't going anywhere at least till oh, 2032 I, or whatever. I was blocked by Darko. Oh, Agency is, is, Hot Cheetos! Hey! Is, is, that, is, that, is that the guy that thinks he's a journalist, but when, when you look at his profile picture, he looks about five? I got, yeah, he blocked me because I called him out for his stupid-ass post. Yeah, yeah, he says, uh, he says, people, he says uh, people's mothers want his barbecue. <laughs> This was ridiculous, absurd human being. And there are certain platforms that take him seriously. It's unbelievable. Hot yeah, Cheetos, there's, man. There's always certain bloody um, ITK people that get taken seriously. It's, it uh, is they just they just report what people want to hear, regardless of the veracity of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I think that. Uh, you know, when when you give everybody a, a platform to speak, it's great, but it's also tragic because you learn how uh, how how really maybe 
not well educated some of the people in the world are because they make outlandish and dumb statements that they can't actually back up and it's it's more as why 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 don't you go do your research and i but it's more to the fact that people just i don't know they just think it's okay to continue to say stupid stuff i don't get it uh, uh so i'm gonna say something that's anti-american but i'm pro-censorship i i, I think for twitter Disagree. is uh, i am pro-censorship because I think that Twitter and, and online platforms um, have allowed people this illusion that they deserve a voice. And not deserve a voice about one thing, but a voice about everything. And I am against that. I think that you need to earn your voice and able to have a seat at the table. Well, you know. So I am pro censorship. I think that you need to have qualifications in order to speak on certain things. No, but this is the thing about the beauty about free speech. You can have your opinion on anything, but then I have the opinion, I, I have the free speech to tell you that you're a fucking idiot about this here. You're right, but, but I don't even want it to get to that. I want censorship. No, it's... You, <laughs> what, what, what you have to understand is, uh, you know, the worst things that you can imagine grow in darkness, light, when you shine light on things, it sanitizes it. So I would rather have everybody speak because at least you know what they're all about. Then you're informed, right? And you have this wonderful thing called the block button. Yeah. Yeah, Darko just used it on you. (laughs) I love it. You know, it gives me clout, doesn't it? Twitter clout. He's a moron. Uh, All right. So I want to close this, at least this part of of the conversation on this. The reason that I am so... How do I put this? The reason that I am still backing this manager is very specific. And that is because if you fire him, you allow these players to skate on poor performances. And you just put the onus and the responsibility solely on the manager. And you let these players once again get away with this. I am not okay with it. I am not okay with allowing uh, this club to pass the buck and just have everything fall solely on Mauricio's head. I'm not, I'm not with it because it just allows players like Sterling to continue to make all this money and to not deserve it and to not earn it to allow players like Connor Gallagher just to, just to survive another manager to allow players like uh, Trevor Chalaba to survive another manager. Thank God we got another manager. Let me tell you something. We get a manager that's pro-possession. Connor Gallagher, you are toast. You want Mauricio Pochettino at this club. You need him on that wall. Because if he goes, you're going, bub. But I, I don't want us to fire this manager simply because it will allow these players to skate on bad performances again. Enzo, also. There's another one. Enzo, he's way too hit and miss. Caicedo, way too hit and miss. Matawake, way too hit and miss. Mudrik, way too hit and miss. These guys are going to skate on bad performances once again and get a manager fired. And then what? They get a clean slate with the next guy? Bullshit. No, 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 no. There needs to be some accountability here. 
and I think changes will be made. I think you'll see a number of play, players go. I think Sterling will they'll look to move him on. Whether you can move him on or not, I don't know. They'll look to move him on. Of course, the the butt will be going. Uh, I think they'll move Connor Gallagher on. Um, I hope he continues to play well because that you know his price tag gets to keep going up. Of course. So, of course. You know, it's a double-edged sword for me. If if the season's done, you know, I would love to stay tenth and win the FA Cup and just let Connor Gallagher have a really good end of the season and get that number up to about 60. That would be ideal for me. I know that's kind of being a bastard, but, you know, I kind of am. Um, that would be beautiful and wonderful because you get your Europe, you get your, uh, you know, Europa League. Um, you get a great price tag or a price for Connor Gallagher. You get him out there. You bring in some of the uh, players that probably should have stayed with the club this year, uh, but because of a large squad, they didn't. Um, and find out who you got and then bring somebody in who can not only coach, as in we need to do this drill, this drill, this drill to how to manage the squad and get um, the, the right mixture in and uh, go from there. Yeah, I mean, you got guys like Joe Shields and, and, and Wynn Stanley and these, you know, the brain trust. They, they don't want Gallagher on this team. They don't want they, they want to play a certain way. They want to construct the team a certain way. He's He is in the way of that. He is preventing the grand vision of this team to materialize. Because Poach likes him. If you remove his ability to pick this player... He will be forced to play a better, more technical player in his place. And I think that that will dramatically change the team immediately because of the nature of the position itself. And I, this is why I think the poach will stay, because I think that they'll make a decision. They'll keep him. They'll remove Gallagher. This is just my opinion. They'll remove Gallagher and they'll buy a better player for that position or fill it with a guy that we have that has not been available. But I just I just see these guys sitting in a room every week saying he played Gallagher again. He played Gallagher again. Right. All the while, I'm sure that they're talking with Tottenham to sell him because those links are not going away and they're not going to give him what he wants. They're not going to pay him what they don't think he deserves. So that's how I feel, especially when we're not in Europe. You're going to get a, a low base with incentives. Yeah, that's well, what you're going to I mean, get. He plays almost every game, and look where we're at. So it tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, I I don't know what hap- happens with the Gallagher thing. I think, in one hand, I think he, well, he has to leave in the summer if he doesn't if he doesn't sign a new contract. Whether that, I don't think that happens, but you you never know. Uh, stranger things have happened uh, in football. Um, but I do wonder. I'm like, will this guy just be an absolute? pain in the ass and just sit there and wait for him to get on a free. I don't just know. that point of context. No, he won't do that. Um because he he's gonna want to go play. He's not gonna want to sit a year out because if he sits a year out, how many Gallagher's are out there? Let's see. Um McGinn, better than Gallagher. I bet you could get him. Scott McCommony Scores more goals than Gallagher. Probably a better number 10. Um, 
who who else we could talk about? I mean, <laughs> there's just a he's just a bang average player. There there's tons of them out there. He has no specific skill. Again, that you can say, hey, I need to bring so-and-so in to do this specific task for me. That's what you need to have on your bench. And that's where you need to have your experience. We talk about, oh, the team is too young. Yeah, if you had a little experience on the bench would be nice to bring in in those situations to help the youngsters out. You know, a Tiago Silva would have been brilliant to bring on in the second half. Especially in the back three, putting him in center, that would have come things down real quick. But he brings experience and a skill. That's how you want to build your bench. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the starting lineup. And so I think that those things will be looked at in the summertime. And there's tons of options out there, all that will take less money than incentive-based lace contracts to play at Chelsea Football Club. Instead of going to play some somewhere else, right? Uh, that you you could bring in and solve those issues really really quick, and uh, it needs to be done that way because uh, you you do need to have a few of those sprinkled within the squad. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean. I, I understand your point of there are he could say that there are other Gallagher's and yeah there there are plenty of other Gallagher's so um, that could happen but I just think he goes I don't want to leave Chelsea so I'm either going to force the owner's hands or potentially I mean he, he on a free agent we know we know we know it's like you get more wage you you do because a club doesn't have to pay a transfer fee and I think there will be clubs that will give him maybe a better wage than what. Chelsea want to give him right now if he's that, on a free agent. That works if you're Eden Hazard. Doesn't work if you're Connor Gallagher. Again, you're gonna you're you're taking wherever you're going. You're not going. At, you're taking a step down, right? Who, who unless he goes unless Ratcliffe wants to get an all England squad and and, and buys him at United. Tottenham's a step down from Chelsea. I don't care what the position is in the table. We're talking about as a club, Tottenham's a step down from Chelsea. <clears throat> Where else is he going to go? Newcastle, step down from Chelsea. Wow. It just is what it is. The guy's going to have to understand you're not in the plans, especially not at 150 grand. If you want to take an incentive-laced bench player role, fine. I'm fine with Connor Gallagher on the bench come in in certain certain situations when you need him to do a specific job but not in this you know in the as in not in the starting lineup hey you might get some fa cup early round games carabao cup early round games european early round games and this spot here and there that's it that's what you got if that's good enough for you at this price you can stay if not there's a door tell us where you want to go we'll try to make it happen thank you good luck that's how it has to happen. That's that's adult talk. No. Am I wrong? I mean, I, I I just hope he goes for in the summer for as much as we can possibly get for him. And sure. like Jester said, I think I, I I do want him to play well at the moment so we can get as much money out 
Tottenham and well, Tottenham or whoever it's going to be as possible. Um, but we'll have to wait and see on that because Conor Gallagher doing well. Does that, does that does that exist really? Apart from, I mean, I was, I was happy he scored that last minute winner against Leeds because I thought one, we're in the FA Cup quarterfinal and two, that's an extra bit of money on the price tag potentially. Um, but it is what it is, uh, and there is nothing we can do about that. It's in, in Gallagher's hands, it's in the owner's hands, and hopefully it's taken out of Potch's hands, because Potch plays him too much, um, for my liking. And it's one of the reasons, primarily, why I'm pushing towards out a little bit more, uh, as well as he can't shut his mouth up in it after games, uh, and just stupid stuff repeatedly. Um, yeah, he overshares like a 16-year-old... Uh, Gen Zer, he's just overshares too but, much. But I swear there needs to be someone with an earpiece, kind of saying, "Pot, shut the fuck up." In press conferences, because he just well, oh, I, he's, I, hey, he he's not a manager, he's a coach. Coaches talk like that. Managers don't. <sighs> I know the long sigh. But, but I, oh, I mean, but, I'm not. I'm not concerned. You, you were, were you a man? You were a manager. You managed your players as well as the squad, the formation, and everything that happened. I mean, it you was were, more than just that. I was a coach of coaches. I, I was. I was a, a development director. I mean, there so you was, go. I mean, I. You know, I would go to practices and uh, and you know judge and and, and critique the coaches that worked for me. And then after every practice, I'd give them assessments. I'd tell them things I like, things I don't like, things you need to work on curriculum that needs to be emphasized, stuff like that. Um, so it was, yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but, and I, and I agree with you, Matt, he needs to stop speaking <laughs> like enough, dude, you're, 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 you're not doing yourself any favors. It's not helping you. It's not helping your cause. It just makes people more angry because nobody is going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, they're just not. Uh, a lot of people didn't want him because of Tottenham. And it didn't matter if it was him or if it was Zidane or, God, I mean, if Guardiola was the Tottenham manager, they fans at uh, Chelsea would not have wanted Guardiola. It's simply because they hate that team so much. People say, oh, the, the real ar- rivalry is Arsenal versus Chelsea. No, it's not. The real rivalry is Tottenham and Chelsea. See, I never and, got that. I never got that. I don't know. It's just, it's a city thing. It's uh, I, I don't live there, but this is my sense that I get of it. And because of it, they'll never ever give Pochettino the benefit of the doubt. So anything good he does, they will say it was on the players. Anything bad he does, they will exacerbate it, be hyperbolic and be exaggerated about uh, any bad that he does. And it does not help when he can't shut up. Well, shut up. Stop talking about I'm- what you told them before the overtime against Liverpool. God damn. I, 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 will, I, will, I will say that if if it was um, Arteta in Pochettino's place, I do think he will eventually get he would eventually get the same treatment. Um, I don't think I, I do agree that there is that there's always been some sort of bigger rivalry with Tottenham, and I think that does. Not just, I mean, there is, there is at fan level, but even at board level, there has been a lot of 
issues. I mean, you look at the amount of deals we've done with Arsenal in the past, present. Tons, tons. Yeah, we can't, we 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 don't, we don't and will not do deals with Tottenham. I think predominantly, you look back at the Luka Modric thing, and that was something that Tottenham bit, bit at us hard. And then William, again, that was another situation. And I just think that the talk between the two clubs is so hard to get deals done. And that's why I think the only reason Gallagher will happen is because Chelsea are happy to get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to look at our last two high-profile managers, which I consider to be Poch and Tuchel, go watch. As much as I I knew what Tuchel was, and he's like one-ply toilet paper, I mean, it gets the job done, and he's as good as job. He's a very good manager, but he'll rub your ass raw. Yeah, it's real abrasive. (laughs) It's very abrasive. That's just who he is. Um, But he's a good manager. If you go look at his PSG squad, and it's almost the same players in Poch's PSG squad, they're they're night and day. Um, Tuchel's squad was a, a, a better squad. And there you, you could see they were better. They were they were run a lot better. They were managed better. And that's how I knew that this dude. I mean, to me, he's just he's just not he's just not the guy. He just never showed that he would be able to take a project like Chelsea Football Club, which, by the way, is not not Southampton. Right. Not that. Yeah, it's higher stakes, obviously. More money, more expectations. So it's obvious. Why, why did we think this guy would be able to do anything? Where has he ever shown that in his career? Oh, because he, he he got credit from Mane and Virgil van Dyke. Like they were going to suck if not for Pochettino. Is that what we're saying here? <laughs> I, I don't know anymore, man. I'm just some old dude. <sighs> They're not going to fire him, Jared. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, whether they fire him or not, that's their decision. I'm just a fan, right? I just will never think he's good enough to be a Chelsea manager. That's my personal opinion. I'm yeah. not, but do you see me with everything I have on Twitter? Anytime we come, you know, every time we, we talk about something, going potch out, potch out. No, because what is that going to do? I, I sound like a raving lunatic. If I did that. Well, yeah, so does everybody else that does it every day. Well, I'm not it's, it's just a broken record. It's like, brother, brother, it's like listening to the White Album on repeat and not realizing that there's other music. I mean, come on. I like what do we do? Yourself. Ah, I mean, I could have said Thriller, but I don't <laughs> want to go down that road. <laughs> I just, hey, look, I, I don't have an answer. My my only answer is to sell what I see to be our biggest problem. And then everything else, you know, any move that we do, we need to fund it. We need to make some tough decisions. No, that does not include Reese James. Of course not. But it certainly includes players like Kukurea, Madsen, Lewis Hall, Trevor Chalaba, Romelu Lukaku, um, and then Connor Gallagher. I mean that right there. That's that's a lot of money. That's gonna paper up. Sorry, that's gonna paper and cover a lot of sins. 
a lot of mistakes. It'll, it, you know, that 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 would do us well. If we sold maybe five of those eight or nine players, we would be in the clear for sure. Well, that's up on Oseman and uh, center back. Yeah. And left back to replace Cooper Rand. Uh, they got that Archie Archie Brown? Archie Brown, Matt? They're looking at that guy from that, uh, Gank. And yeah. the, the Kirkies guy at Southampton. Yeah. There's I a think, couple of names floating around out there. Yeah, I think we'll be in for a left back. Who we get, I don't know. Uh, I hope I mean, that they're I hope that they're discerning about how much money they want to spend on this player. Like yeah. buy a gusto, don't buy a Cucurea. He's gonna be a, a twenty, thirty million spend at the most. There's there's tons of good players out there. You don't have to buy the one that's the most popular just because he had a good year. Like Gusto didn't even have a good year for uh, his former club, and then all of a sudden he comes here and he's unbelievable. Yeah, that dude, he's class. Oh my god, he's so sick. And by the way, have you ever noticed he never gets caught when he starts sprinting with the ball? They never catch him. He is so fast. I, yeah. I, I'm so impressed. He's 20 years old. Barely. I mean, I I can't believe, I cannot believe the job he's done. There you go. Well, There's one player, you guys are talking about one player that uh, you could say can always hang their hat and say, oh, yeah, I did a good job. He's definitely one of them. One of the yeah, very few. For the most part. He's had shaky moments, too, Just but he's 20. Yeah, he's going to have shaky mo- moments at 20. Yeah, but when you have when you have pundits, when you have rival fans, when you've got everybody saying, "Oh, yeah, but there's that one guy at Chelsea that's doing really well." It's always Gusto, or at least in the last six weeks. Like, fuck, man, gotta well, give the, it to him. The people who know football, it's yeah. Jackson, Gusto, and Palmer, Palmer, um, and to, to lesser extents, this year, Enzo and Caicedo. Yeah, and that's basically it. It's a good base. It's a good base. So no, they, a lot of them don't like Mudrick. They think he's just pacing power. Oh, but Jared, Arsenal fans, as soon as uh, reports came out that uh, Arsenal still wants to buy him, oh, they were all for it. Those yeah, same guys that have been criticizing fan base in football. They're the same guys that are criticizing Mudrick all year. As soon as they read some nonsense report about Mudrick still wanting to go to Arsenal, <laughs> they were all for it. Same That's people. The most delusional fan base, the worst fan base in football. They have think, no idea. And I think they're going to win they're it. Not gonna win it. They're, they're not going to win it. I think they're, they're going to win it. I think you're wrong. Because this <laughs> I, is their, I might be wrong. This is their gonna easy part of the schedule. This is their easy part of the schedule. Uh, you, play, you play who's in front of you. Well, yes, but he, they're playing Sheffield United. That's who's in front of them. I mean, shit, if you win a game against City and you win a game against Sheffield, do, do you get four points if you well, beat if City? It, it, actually, it's a six-point swing if you're uh, playing I, Arsenal. I, I playing knew City. you were going to say I walked right into that. <laughs> Fuck! God damn it. Yes. Didn't it. Kill the stream, Matt. I won. Ended on uh, that. I was going to make a snarky comment about all games are three points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, you got me there. Damn it. Yeah. That will not happen again. Well, you, you, we we seem to get you quite a lot recently. Shut up, Matt. Yeah, you you, you're the one. Game. You're the one that betrayed the team pragmatism, team reason. You're the one that's betrayed the team. Yeah, I, I betrayed the team. I betrayed the team. 
I'm I'm just searching for my options. Just in just in case he's, he is he's defected to Team Minerals Mafia. Oh, I am not in that. I am not. <laughs> he, in that he is he is a defector. Oh, if I, I mean, we 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 talk about censorship. I mean, if there's one person I, I, we could censor, Johnny, please. Okay. Oh, no, I mean, he's, like he's got some. He's got some people in the mafia. Actually, like Johnny, you know, because at least he he he's he's an idiot magnet. Yeah, you're like uh, you're like Pacino and Scarface. He's like, we need someone like me to point and say that's a bad guy. That's the bad guy. There you go. But in Johnny's case, it's that's the dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord, that's the bad guy. What's the last time you're gonna say a bad guy like this in here? <laughs> yeah, well, jo- Johnny is a dumbass. So. Uh, <laughs> You're definitely right on that one. Um, before we finish, anything else you guys want to talk about? Oh, uh, I think we slandered enough people today. Oh my goodness, this has been a, it's been an emotional one. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I just want to look at, yeah, this this FA Cup. I'm feeling kind of good about it. Just like you felt good about the Carabao Cup. I mean, we now got to will, the final, I, did we not? I will concede. Yeah, um, yeah. Getting to the final means nothing. No one remembers the finalist. Oh, oh, but they do this time. Hey, See, th- hey. this is this was the most inconsequential of the cups, and nobody talked about this cup for a very long time. Managers have been vocal about how useless it is. From Fergie to Mourinho to, to Guardiola, everybody's like, "God, oh, the Carabao Cup is useless." Oh, but when the billion-dollar bottle jobs lose it, all of a sudden it's the most important cup in football. And uh, uh, you have shows spend an entire week of segments on the Carabao Cup final. This is the same tournament they haven't talked about for decades. And all of a sudden because Chelsea loses it because they're where the boogeymen. They'll talk about it for a week. And it'll be the, it'll be the A block of every major show. And it'll be... The 50 of the 60 minutes for Gary Neville's dickhead podcast. I will concede on this point. If we do win the FA Cup, he will not get fired this summer. If no we chance. get Europe, he, he will not get fired. No chance. No chance. I will concede you, on that. You point. have you have people hoping that we lose this FA Cup. And that's no, I would rather I would rather I'm not get, saying you, Jared. I'm not saying yeah. you. Well, I would rather get really Gallagher. And win the FA Cup, let Gallagher keep playing, have a good close of the year, and then raise his value and get him out. <laughs> but I'm a dickhead, so. Well, that, those are my final thoughts, Matt. Just uh, win the FA Cup, and all is forgiven. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it seems like we never, we just, we just stand still in the Premier League. Uh, I mean, we are what, 11th now. I know we have a game in hand, so really, if we beat Tottenham, well, we go up to 10th, depending on what, well, depending on the goal difference. If we spank Tottenham and ninth, um, but yeah, we we just need to get hopefully get the Sefi Cup. But I don't feel confident just in the fact that we bottled one. Well, don't say we did bottle it. We did bottle it. But there's no two ways about it. We bottled one final. We did. We're not. We might not be billionaire bottle jobs. We are bottle jobs. Um, 
that final and I just don't see us I mean I, I'd love to I'd, I would actually love to get Manchester City in the final because I think if that happens I think we win um, but I mean, I know how this is going to play out. But we know the we know the league and the FA. They want their they want their uh, Klopp Pep final final game final trophy uh, before Klopp leaves. Um, so we know it's going. We I I have a feeling it's going to be rigged like that. Uh, I think make... they're going to be. I think they're going to be a similar final, final matchup. I think they no. want Klopp. And, I think they want Klopp and Pep one more time in the league title. They don't give a damn about Arsenal. No, but I, mark I, my I, words. I, 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 your word, I, your words I, have been I marked. They will avoid them. They'll avoid them to facing each other to the final. No, they'll be in the semi-final matchup. We'll see. We'll see. I so mean, many uh, conspiracy theories. It's starting to sound like an RNC convention. My lord, you guys, come on now. I know, I know how this game runs. <laughs> but um, it, it is what it is. We will see if we win the FA Cup, but. Uh, from way this team plays, I don't have the confidence we will. Uh, I'd like to, but I don't. Whether it's the players or the manager being the bottle jobs, it's up to the viewers and up to you guys to answer that. Um, but guys, thank you for listening to what's yeah. been another wonderful part of an hour and 25 minutes, basically. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, make sure you check us out. Spot, Spotify, Apple, like, rate, share. Um, do whatever you want, uh, and we'll see you next week on another episode of the Blue Co Project podcast.